Well, good morning. We are beginning our very first study for the year 2023. Happy New Year to you. I'm standing in front of my window this morning in the kitchen and I'm looking out and it looks like it's about, well, it looks like about dusk out there, but it's really, oh, a few minutes before nine o'clock in the morning. It's very dark here. My husband just, he's traveling today and he called and said, turn on the radio and listen because a tornado is headed your way. And I am sure that if you are listening anywhere in the Huntsville, Alabama area, you're looking out and thinking, "Woo, it looks like it's night out there. But, you know, it's a great morning to be studying Thou Art With Me. And we are going to take our little study this morning from Genesis chapter 37, the first chapter that begins to tell us about Joseph. And it involves the jealousy of his brothers, the partiality of his father, and the selling of Joseph to the Ishmaelites, and it even lands him in the house of Potiphar. So a lot of things are going on in this chapter. But I just wanted to point out here really quickly that there were lots of characters and this section of scripture tells us how each character relates to one character and that is Joseph. And so we see in the beginning of the chapter that Jacob had his main characteristic toward Joseph that's described in scripture was partiality. He was a parent who was partial to his son Joseph. And we read that it was because that Joseph was the child of his old age. So let's see if I can find verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. So we see this probably a propensity for Joseph to be envied by other people because of this really unjust and uh, ungodly partiality on the part of his father. So we see partiality on the part of Jacob and then probably a somewhat natural, though carried to an extreme, envy of Joseph on the part of his half-brothers. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, and they could not speak peaceably to him. Well, Jacob, through his partiality, was creating this atmosphere in his home that was not functional and that was turning his other brothers more and more away from God in their relationship to Joseph. So they envied him, and as we're going to see later in the chapter, they became, it seems, except maybe for Reuben, they became incapable of empathy. I cannot imagine deciding to kill my brother no matter what he had done to me. I cannot imagine casting him into a pit and then deciding to sell him where I would never see him again. And I think today in our society, a lot of times we call that incapability of empathy, narcissism. I really can't see too much of a difference between what our um, psychological medical world defines as being narcissism and having a conscience seared as we read about in scripture, not being able to feel anymore. 
And so that had occurred in the hearts of these brethren, obviously. Maybe Reuben, who said, let's leave him in the pit, and, I'll, and he thought in his heart that he would come back and get him later. Maybe he still was capable of empathy. But all of these brothers were willing to take personal gain for the injury of their brother. They were willing to put him in a place where they would never even see him again. And they were willing to, they were malicious toward him. They were willing to physically harm him. And then they were willing to deceive, to cover up the harm. I think if you're listening real closely, you can probably hear a lot of thunder right now. At any rate, so far we have Jacob, who was guilty of partiality in his relationship to Joseph. We have the half-brothers who were guilty of envy of him and it drove them to do some horrific things and then we have reuben who had some love as we mentioned who had some empathy as we mentioned but he was a coward i mean why didn't he just stand up to his brothers instead of deciding that he would come secretly and rescue joseph so we see that um, reuben while empathetic was had a spirit of cowardice in relationship to Joseph. And then we see the Ishmaelites come along. Well, they were completely mercenary. Their relationship to Joseph was nothing but money-making. It was nothing but a hope of gain on their parts. And then we have Potiphar. And to Potiphar, again, Joseph was a practical object of business. He made a transaction, bought Joseph, planned to use Joseph to to further himself and to pad the comfort level of his life. So Jacob partiality, the half-brother's envy, Reuben, love but cowardice, the Ishmaelites, a hope of gain, and Potiphar, a business object. And then we're back to Jacob again. When he looks at the blood on the coat, he, his relationship to Joseph then, as far as he's concerned, is ended but he's going to spend the rest of his life sorrowing for him because he loved him. So those are all the relationships, and Joseph is obviously our character of interest in this chapter. And so my point from this is we're studying for thou art with me, and it does not matter what the relationships of the people around you are to you. There's another relationship. And it is dependent on your behavior. It's not dependent on your station in life, whether you're in the pit or on the mountaintop. It's not dependent on your uh, value in the business world, whether you're on the cart with the Ishmaelites or in the house of Potiphar or in the prison later on. It's not dependent on how your relatives are treating you or your position in the family. It's not dependent on any of those things. It is dependent on your faith and obedience to the God of heaven. So, for thou art with me. Every reversal that we see in this chapter, and this is just one chapter of Joseph's life, but every reversal that we see, other people were forsaking him. Other people were anywhere from causing problems unwittingly in his life to maliciously harming him. But 
God was with him. And that's what we're watching for in number one as we read about the next 13 chapters or so. So using all of these angles, using all of these people, God was working his plan. And let me just tell you, it wasn't just for Joseph. God was working his plan for Cindy Colley. He was working his plan to create a nation in the land of Egypt for the purpose of being the cradle of the Messiah. He was working to save mankind in all of these angles, in all of these people relative to Joseph. And that's what we're gonna see in this study that we're reading of Joseph. I want us to just close by saying, God can still use people who have all kinds of lacks of empathy, um, partiality, jealousy, mercenary objectives. God can still use all of those people to accomplish his purposes in the lives of those with whom he walks. We walk with God. We walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, Romans 8, 1. We walk in the light, 1 John 1, 7. And when we do so, we are walking with God as Enoch did when God translated him earlier in the book of Genesis. As we are looking at these things though, these various relationships and the turns of events that come because of the way people felt relative to Joseph, I just want us to remember that as we look about and we see people who are, maybe they are falsely accusing us. Maybe they are publicly attempting to shame us. Maybe they are jealous of us. Maybe they are cowards. They know that they uh, should be um, maybe supportive or encouraging, but they are afraid to do that because they're afraid of what someone else might think about them. Or maybe they are just using us as rungs on the social or political or socioeconomic level themselves. There are all kinds, or maybe they love us and they are being kind and good to us. But I'm just telling you, no matter what the relationships around you are, if you are walking in the light, walking after the spirit and not after the flesh, walking with God, then God is with you. And God can be using all of those relationships, no matter how incendiary or sorrowful they might be, no matter how um, abusive even they might be. God can be using all of those relationships to work his purposes in your life providentially and he may be going to reach some souls through the tribulations or the mountaintops in your life. So I just want you to think about that as you're going through your days today and if you face hard things I'd like for you to think about the fact that God could be using some of those difficult things to, to uh, um, attain the purposes that are important to the salvation of souls around you. All things, that's all things, it includes all people. All things work together for good to those who love him and are the called according to his purpose, Joseph loved God. That's obvious and we're going to see that over and over. And God was with him. That meant 
that God could use those negative things to make Joseph's life a vessel of blessing. And he made it a vessel of blessing even for us, for us today. Because through Joseph, God was preparing this nation from which wasn't going to be through his direct seed. It was going to, of course, end up being through the seed of Judah, the brother who said, oh, let's not kill him, let's sell him. And God was going to use that decision that Judah was proposing there to make a nation in Israel, to bring them out and across the Red Sea to the Promised Land. Eventually, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, he was going to love that nation even though they forsook him they would finally be carried into captivity and then after 400 years between malachi and matthew a baby was going to be born of that nation and it would that baby would fulfill all of the prophecies god had started prophesying about him remember in genesis 3 and here we are 34 chapters later seeing through sinful relationships, sorrowful relationships, mercenary relationships, we are seeing the providence of God take Joseph to Egypt where this nation is going to rise up and be the cradle. The, it's going to be the nation from which emerges the salvation of the world through the Messiah. So point today is when he is with you, he can be using anything painful, progressive, sweet, sorrowful, anything and any people he may be using in our lives to accomplish his purposes. I hope you have a great day and I hope you're in an area where you do not witness a tornado today. Have a good one.